0: Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. What, what are you doing? I'm trying to do my intro. Well, I just think we need to explain the title before we move through this. Well, what's wrong with the title? Well, you know, it kind of has that word in it. Yeah, but it's not what that means. We're going to have to get through the message to understand what I'm saying. And besides, my audience knows that I have weird titles for my messages. Yeah, but don't you think we should explain it before we get going? No. I think if they stay with it, and they want to learn something, then they won't leave. All right, well, let's hope that they listen. I'm sure they'll listen. They're already listening. In fact, they're listening to you and I talk about it. Can I get back to my intro? Yeah, go ahead. All right, thanks. Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, Where we believe working together on our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Sex Knowing God. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode one of three. Darn it, I did it again. What a crazy title. But stick around because it has nothing to do with, hmm, well, nothing. I've explained this in some of my other messages whereby there's mostly the titles that I get that load me with all the information I need to develop the message. Without a title, I struggle to write anything. So, but back to the title. I'm not saying that we have or can have sex with God. Nope, I'm not. What I'm saying is that as I did a study of the word no in the Bible, it brought up some very key scriptures, which in fact tell us the very reason we were saved. Once you get on the other side of the cross, it is incumbent upon you to seek to know God. You know, the word no is often used interchangeably, with the word intimacy in the Bible. I will include a table of scriptural references to this word in this message later. I don't normally justify why I teach and or preach on a topic, but in this case, let's change it up for a minute. I did not just type up the word know in BibleGateway.com, which is the software I use for my messages, but I read the Bible cover to cover in pursuit of knowing him and how the word know was used in the context of each story. I wanted to just know how God was using that word, no. So we begin in the beginning. Adam knew Eve, and she got pregnant. If we get to know God, we too will become pregnant. Pregnant with His purpose and calling for our lives. We will actually be getting to know, wanting to, be getting to know God. Just for the sake of knowing Him, and for no other reason. In Matthew 7, 23 Jesus states that many will come to chat with Him in that day, and tell them of the wonderful, super-spiritual things they did in his name. And they will declare all that they did for him, and that they did it for him. But Jesus, seeing their wicked motivation, will tell them to get away from him, because he doesn't know who they are. What? these peeps cast out demons and prophesied. They healed the sick in the great and powerful name of the Almighty Jesus, who gave us and them the authority to do so. And now he has the nerve to tell them, that he doesn't know them? neuron on overload. So I guess we should know more about how to tell the difference between an authentic, born-again believer and the one practicing unrighteousness while wearing a Christian mask. Now you see why I needed to look into this word and find out what role it serves in my salvation, redemption, my purpose and calling, but most importantly, in my relationship with God. We must acknowledge that Jesus is a full expression of love. You can view my message titled, What's Love Got to Do With It? for a deeper study on love. But regardless, he declares that when we serve others with the correct motivation, then we are loving them. Love your enemy, this is serving them. Matthew 5, 43, 48 You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, And pray for those who spitefully use and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore you shall be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Romans 12:20. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. If we want to be great in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of the full manifestation of uncontaminated love, then we must serve, that is, to love others. Matthew 20, 28. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And those who were great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Husbands, love your wives as Jesus loves the church. Ephesians 5, 25 and 28. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Colossians 3.19 Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. What? Yes, I said it like a whisper in the wind. The quality of our Christian walk is found in the measure that we serve others in love. As we seek to know God intimately. You see, the definition of love is expounded upon in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Note that the gifts of God that he gave to us to operate in while living on this rock go away when we go to heaven, but how we live in the fullness of love does not. This is why Matthew 7, 21, 23 exists. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Can you heal someone without loving them? Can you cast out demons without loving the people? Hmm, yes. Let's take a look at Luke 10, 119. After these things the Lord appointed seventy others also, and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among the wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, or sandal, and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whatever city you enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. And heal the sick there and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near you. But whatever city you enter, and they do not receive you, go out into its streets and say, The very dust of your city which clings to us, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near you. But I say to you that it would be more tolerable in the day for Sodom than for that city. Verse 13. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyr and on, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more tolerable for tear and on at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. He who hears you hears me. He who rejects you rejects me. And he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. And then this in John, John 6, 6, 6. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. What? Seventy people just stopped following God on earth because they were too lazy to ask Him what in the tarnation He was talking about. Wait again. First this in Matthew. Matthew 10, 1, 5, and 10. And when He had called His twelve disciples to Him, He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. First Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Aphaeus and Lesbius, whose surname was Thadius, Simon, a Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go in the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans. Then this again, but later in Matthew. Matthew 26:14, verse 25, and verse 47. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest. Then Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Well that's it for today, I know, but I'm already over time and I want to be respectful of yours. Remember it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from them. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through in the people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks. See you next time in deep waters.